For more great content, make sure you follow 717 Sports Media on all your podcast listening platforms. Also follow us on social media on Twitter at 717 underscore sports, Facebook and Instagram at 717 Sports Media. We're also checking on our website daily for your daily news and sports videos at 717sportsmedia.com. Hello, everybody! It's Patrick Ryder, and we're back with the fifth episode of the Big Ten Football Podcast. The fifth one, Coach B. Oh, my Lord, I can't believe it's been fifth. It's the fifth one. Week uh, five great, already. Number five already, man. Let's keep it going. Every week, let's get, let's get them rolling. There's lots of college football, so... Uh, another great weekend of college football, and, and, and there, were, there were a ton, a lot of upsets. Um, you know, a lot of upsets on Saturday. Uh, Brandon, what'd you think of all the different upsets in the different games? It was, it was, it was crazy. It was crazy to watch. Uh, Michigan State pulled out a tough one in overtime. There, uh, it's, it's, it's good to see. It's not good to see, but it's, it's good to see this parity finally looking like it's. Uh, taking place in college football. There's no clear-cut dominant team. I mean, oh, Alabama's still there. But, Georgia. Yeah, in Georgia. But well, I, other than that, it seems wide open. You know, uh, Michigan State, this is a crazy stat. You know, Michigan State, they didn't – I think they only had one or zero first downs in the second half and still won because they had, a, they, had a, they had a punt return for a touchdown. They had a punt return for a touchdown. And then they went in overtime and won. I mean, think of how crazy that is that you can only get that you can. Um, I mean, that's crazy that that, 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 that can happen. Like you, you can't move the ball second half. Here you go. I got it right here. Michigan State forced overtime against Nebraska without picking up a single first down in the second half. They had, they had, they had 14 yards in the second half and one B. 14 yards. That doesn't happen. That's crazy. Not in college football. Not in college football. So here's the stat, too. Here's a crazy stat. So here's the stat I got I got for you, Brandon. Six ranked teams lost on Saturday, giving us 25 through four weeks. So, so a month of the year, we've had 25 top uh 25 top 25 teams lose. The most in the AP poll poll error ever. That's ESPN said that. So six, wow. so we had 25. So basically the entire top 25, we've had 25 teams lose already. That's crazy. Who lost this week was Texas A&M. Number seven, Texas A&M lost. They lost to Arkansas. Number nine, Clemson lost to NC State. Number 14, Iowa State lost to to Baylor. Number 18, Wisconsin, we'll get over that. Go over that, lost to Notre Dame. Number 21, North Carolina lost to Georgia Tech. And then Kansas State, number 25, lost to, uh, oh, they lost to Oklahoma State. Kind of crazy, right? All those six, six top 25 teams lost this week. Yeah, it's not. We, I mean, we've never been a part of a year like this. Well, I, there's been years like this, but it's been a while. Uh, and, and we're going to talk about that in a second. But, like, it, it is crazy when you think, like, how dominant some of the teams are. And it, it looks like the door is open now this year. It does look like the door is open for some other teams for sure. Um, and and I, th- I think that, you know, for the first time in a while, you know, we might see some different teams in the playoff. And like what you said, it's parity. Parity might be reigning right now. Okay. Well, you know so, who didn't lose yet. Oh. We are. Uh, you're not going undefeated. There's no <laughs> way. Well, we I don't think, you know, team. honestly, 
I, I, I don't think anybody's going undefeated. Maybe Alabama, maybe Georgia, but I think nobody else is. I think everybody's going to lose. I think it's going to be like, okay, I don't get any research on this, but like, I remember one year Ohio State backdoor themselves in the national championship. Remember that? They played like LSU. This is like 06, but it's because everybody lost and Ohio State was just like sitting there and they're like, okay, we'll put Ohio State there. And like, I just got this feeling it's going to be like one of those years because nobody looks dominant. Even Alabama, I mean, Florida gave them everything they could handle, you know? And so I, I think it's just going to be one of those years where everybody has a loss and maybe you might sneak in a Cincinnati or sneak in a, a team with two losses. So I, I think there's a possibility. Like, I think it's it could be wide open. Now, Bama might win it all. Georgia might win it all. But making the playoff is different. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be fun to watch. But, I mean, that Big Ten schedule is brutal. So I don't know if anybody – if anybody is going to go undefeated, but it's not about like losing. It's about, it, it also contributes to when you lose. So like Ohio state always benefits by losing early and then they might run off. Not always, play. not always. They get, they, they, not always. They lost to Purdue late and it cost them a chance of the playoffs. Yeah. Late, but when they lose early, they're normally good. Yeah. yeah it does. It does have an effect if you lose and it depends on who you lost to. Like in 15, Ohio State lost to Michigan State. So they won a national championship in 14. In 15, they lost to Michigan State the week before Michigan. And then uh, Michigan State ended up, because they lost to Michigan State, Michigan State owned the tiebreaker. Michigan State got to go to the Big Ten championship. They won, and then we got to go to the playoff. So it depends on who you lose to. So theoretically, like Penn State could lose to Iowa next week. That affects them, and that hurts them. But if they went out, including beating Ohio State, they're going to make it in over Ohio State because they have the tiebreaker, unless they would lose again. So if they lose to Iowa and they went out, they're going to they're probably going to the, the Big Ten championship game. So like it depends who you lose to and when you lose. I, I do agree with that. And they look at they look at your record and they look at like when you lose, who you lose to, and then they, they look at like your non-conference games. Like Ohio State, what the playoff committee looks at it is also like Ohio State at least played Oregon. That's a good non-conference game team. You know, Penn State played Auburn. They won that game. So that counts. If you played three cream puffs, they don't, or four, they don't give you credit for that. But when you play a tough team, they do give you credit for that. Yeah. And they usually don't punish teams with bad losses. Like if you play like a game that's somewhat close and, and you lose, they won't punish you. You know, I've seen that in the playoff committee. Okay. All right, guys. So in this episode of the Big Ten Football Show, we were going to talk about the college football, how college football is cyclical. We kind of talked about it here, and then and then we were going to review last week's games, and then we're going to bring on our seven one seven associate CJ Frederick, um, a good friend of ours, and he's going to come on here. Just got some Penn State questions for him, thoughts on my top ten, and then we're actually going to do something different. We're going to let him pick the games with us. So we're going to have him pick the games with us. Okay. So limit. This is what a couple of things I wanted to run by you, Brandon. Okay, what I said is I've always said this is college football is cyclical. And what I mean by cyclical is it goes in cycles. USC was great, right? Pete Carroll, oh, you, you know, USC, and then they've sucked ever since, right? Pete Carroll left. Alabama was not good before Saban. You know, Alabama was not good. They get Saban all of a sudden, they're great. They get the greatest coach ever. When Saban leaves, you know they're gonna fall back to earth. You know what I mean? They're gonna fall back to earth. Okay? Depends who they are, but you know, more than likely they're not gonna win like championships every other year the way Alabama does it okay now so here here's a, a couple of things I want to throw you first one since the playoffs started Brandon 20 of the 28 spots has gone to Ohio State 
Clemson, Oklahoma, and Bama. That's a crazy stat. And that's why people want to blow up the playoff and everything because they think it's it's unfair or it's, it's unbalanced. But but that is kind of crazy. We've had those four teams really dominate and make the playoff, right? Yeah, I mean, it kind of sucks because, you know, only four teams get in. And normally if you win your conference at a big, you know, at a big conference, you get in. Um, but it's – it is what it is until they expand on the conference or expand on the playoff. Okay. And, but the, you know, the, the thing I always said was, and I'm one of the four, so I'm lucky is, and I'm all right with expanding. I've never been against expanding. What I always said is outside the top four. I mean, there's been some years where you could argue, but like generally those teams have kind of earned their way in. Okay. And, and there's debates for sure. Um, but those four teams, you know, if you look at the recruiting rankings, Ohio State, Alabama, um, Oklahoma's a little farther back, but, but they, they're generally up there, and then Clemson's usually up there as well. Um, so, so those are the teams with the most talent. Now, I, 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 you see other teams up there, and you see, see different things as well. So here's the other stat I wanted to give you. This is crazy stat. Clemson has their second loss for the first time since 2014. Think about that. Sec, it's a first – since 2014, their second loss in the regular season. They've lost two times. You know, you know, like uh, they might lose in the playoff. You know, but think about that. Going back, they haven't since 2014. They haven't had a bad year. They haven't had like a a down year where they go like ten and two. You know, and, you know, and like they're just, that's how great they've been and dominated the ACC. It's been since 2014, and it's kind of crazy when you think that Clemson lost two losses. They're two and two. They're out of the playoff. Oklahoma looks shaky. You know, I know they beat West Virginia, but they look shaky. They have not looked good all year. Now, they're undefeated, but they don't look good. And then Ohio State already has a loss with Oregon. And Ohio State hasn't looked great. Now, we'll see. They made some changes on defense and stuff, but I I don't know if they're good enough to win out at this point. I don't know. Maybe. It's a big maybe by me. Mm -hmm. So so you look at it. The only one still standing in that four, you know, 20 of the 28 spots have gone to those four is Alabama. Ohio State looks shaky, Oklahoma looks shaky, and Clemson's out. So it's going to open the door for, you know, I hate this, my Big Ten fans aren't going to like this, maybe a second SEC team. You know, if Georgia and Alabama win out and they play in the SEC championship, you know whoever loses, they're still going to make it, right, B? They're going to let, like, you know, if you have a, a, a 13-0 Alabama after SEC championship and a 12-1 Georgia, they're going to let both in. There's two out of the four spots. Well, and then depends. possibly the winner of the Big Ten – it depends then, on it depends on if anybody else is undefeated. Say Michigan runs the table or Penn State runs the table, and I just think they're too, they're going to put two SEC teams in. Maybe I'm wrong, but but more than likely you don't have undefeated teams. Do you know what I mean? Like more than likely, like I think the way the season is going to shape out, like I think Oklahoma is going to get a loss. I think Penn State. I think Ohio State might get another loss. You know, I think that, you know, UCLA already got a loss. And the, the only one that's still standing out of the Pac-12 is is Oregon. Now, maybe Oregon runs the table. But I think there's a good chance that you could see two SEC teams. But anyways, let's just play this out. ACC's done. I don't think there's anybody in there that got a shot. Okay? So, you really, you're talking about Oregon in the Pac-12 because there's nobody else in the Pac-12. Maybe UCLA, but I don't know. They lost to Fresno State. That's going to hurt them. But you have uh, the Pac-12. You have the SEC, you have the Big 12, which your best chance is probably Oklahoma. And then you have the Big 10, which still has, 
Iowa, Michigan, um, Ohio State, Penn State. You know, you have some viable options there. So, so we'll see. It's going to be interesting. And I think it's for the first time. I think the doors cracked open because there's no more Clemson. You know, Clemson's out of it. So the doors in Ohio State and, and and Oklahoma are struggling. You might see a Penn State in there. You could see an Iowa. You could see a an Oregon make it. Uh, you could see maybe if a Texas wins out. You know, the only loss would be to, to Arkansas. So like the door is open for a lot of teams that maybe in the past it hasn't been open. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like I said, it's gonna be fun to watch. But the SEC, I, it's gonna be tough for Georgia to run the table. But, the, but the, here's a guy you look at. You got to look at their crossover games. The crossover games they don't get Alabama this year, and I think they avoid LSU too. So they like they avoid them. Now they got to play. They got to play in the, the biggest cocktail party. Something I want to go to, Brandon. Florida, Georgia, that's a great game every year. Anyways, they got to go play them. Um, and, you know, that in, in Florida looks decent now with Embry Jones. He looks really good. So, you know, you know, so, so that's going to be a tough one. But I think Georgia's going to win out. You know, Alabama well, could, you know. Uh, well, well, what if nobody wins out? And there's no I, that's what always comes down to. Then you have the debate. I mean, you have one, all these one-loss teams, what do you do? I mean, it is kind of stupid when you think about it. You have a power five conferences. And you only have a four-team playoff, so no matter what, one team's going to be out of it, right? Mm-hmm. So I, you know, we'll see. I mean, it, it's so young, and, and the, the thing it is, is everybody's going to play everybody. Ohio State's going to play Penn State. You know, uh, Alabama's going to play Georgia by the SEC championship, and then and then you got you know all these other teams. You know, Florida's going to play Georgia. Iowa's going to play Penn State. You know, so all all these teams are going to play each other. And it, it sorts itself out in the end. It Hopefully. usually does. Now there's some debate and they're arguing like the year that, uh, what was the year Penn, Penn state beat Ohio state, but Ohio state made the playoff. Remember that? Yeah. That was but the difference, but you know why Penn state didn't make it? Why? They had two losses. They have not let a two loss team in yet. Even though they beat Ohio state, they have not done, they have not crossed that threshold yet. I think they will eventually. When they get to 12, they will for sure allow it to be. But they have not let a two-loss team in yet. That's the number one rule. They have not let a two-loss team in. Yeah, they're wrong for that, especially that year. Don't get me started. Don't get me started on that. I'm just saying (laughs) that they haven't allowed a two-loss team, and that's why they hold – you know, the most is a one-loss team. You know, well, 14 – the last one I'll say is 14, Ohio State. I think they were six going into the playoffs. They're five or six, and then nobody thought they'd make it. They thought they'd lose to Wisconsin, and then Ohio State with Cordell Jones, the third-string quarterback, beat Wisconsin 59 nothing in the Big Ten Championship, and they leapfrog. I think it was TCU who won, and then they made the playoff. Yeah. So it, 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 it is crazy when you only have four. When you have 12, when we get to 12, it's going to be different. It's going to be, you know, now you're talking at 12, you're talking – Right. You know, you're talking about two two lost teams. I mean, you're not going to have as much to stay on. You'd be like, what do you mean? You have two or three losses. What are you going to argue to get in at like 12 and 13? That's not going to be a bigger argument. You know, top four is different because there's legit like five some teams right there at five, six, seven, eight to have an argument. There's always going to be. There's always going to be. When we get to 12, it's going to be people arguing about the 13th spot. Like, so it's always going to be fun. We see True. it in basketball. Okay. Now, here's what I'll say is uh, I didn't have this on script, but I'm going to mention it. They met this week, uh, some of the commissioners and stuff, they're, they're talking about the, the playoff. It doesn't look like it's going to happen to 2026. They're not going to go to 12 to 2026. When they initially wrote it out, 
everybody thought it would go to right away. It would go to uh, 12. They were thinking 2023, not next year, 2023, but it looked like the, uh, nobody wants to do it now because Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC is complicated things. And so another thing is TV deal. They don't want to just give it to ESPN. They want to open up the bidding market. They want everybody to kind of bid. If they, they rip it up in 2023, they have to give it to the rest of the contract to the ESPN. So I, I think it's going to be interesting. It's not going to go to 2026, which is going to upset a lot of people because people thought it'd be coming sooner. Where does this money go? So they said like you want to open it up to the, for the bidding war to start for the, for the playoffs. These cool, the schools all get the money. I mean, like, you know, the big 10. Okay. So here we go. I'm going to ask you a quiz. What's what conference makes the most money off TV? SEC. No. Big 10. Big 10. Yeah. Big 10 makes the most money. No, nobody knows that. Like, like I was talking to people yesterday. They're like, no, no, they don't. No, I'm telling you the big 10 makes more. Why? The big 10 was the first company, first ones to start the Big Ten Network. They were ahead of the curve, and then they were smart with their TV deals. They, they made short five, six-year TV deals, and they keep getting a good deal. And, like, the Big Ten has rabid, large fan bases of alumni. They're like 300,000. All these alumni from Illinois. I know Illinois stinks, but you know what I mean? Like, like there, there's, there's Ohio State's a huge alumni. Penn State's huge alumni. Michigan's huge alumni. And they have these rabid followings. Like, I know the SEC is, too. But the TV deal, the, the you know what's hurting the SEC is the CBS deal is a steal. Now the SEC is going to the ESPN in 2023-2024, and they're gonna probably pass the Big Ten at that point. But yeah, do you know what each Big Ten team makes like 51 million a year? Off of the Big Ten channel? Off the, the whole entire each big so everybody, Northwestern, Illinois, Ohio, they don't, it's all equal. They each get like 51 million a year just on TV deals. That's all of it combined. Isn't that crazy? That is nuts. And, and they can't, okay, Brandon. So, you know, this is on the show, but and they can't make some money off NAL. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Don't get me started on that either. That has to be a whole topic for a show. And I, oh, we should get into it. Okay. It was 54.3 million. Jesus. Fifty-four point three million to each get. Isn't that crazy? Yes. So, and then yeah, it, it just shows you how much money there is in college athletics, and you know what can you spend it on. So, anyway, so that you know that was, that was a little off the script about the playoff, but the point of it is why this I brought this whole thing is up is college football cyclical. It goes in cycles, and you think it's like that in sports. Everybody thought like remember LeBron. Last thing I'll say on this, Brandon. Remember LeBron's like, they went to Miami. Not one, not two, not three, not four, <laughs> not five, not six. How many they went? They went two, which is great. Yeah. I mean, I'm not disparaging it. Four is, I mean, two is great. But it, it goes in cycles. And, like, people freak out. Like, yeah, when Nick Saban leaves, I guarantee you're not going to win six national championships in ten years or whatever the heck Nick has done. It, it's not going to happen. It goes in spurts. It does. It, it, like, college football is very cyclical. And I, and I think Clemson losing has opened the door for people. I think Oklahoma's very, you know, could lose. Ohio State's already lost. So now you got doors open up. We might see some more, more teams in the playoff. I don't know if it'll matter. I think Alabama or Georgia might win it all. But at least they'll be in the playoff and everybody feel good. Uh, one slight correction. We said Penn State plays Iowa next week. Uh, it's two weeks. 
two weeks. We got Indiana yeah, next week. Yeah, I, I apologize. You're absolutely right. In, in two yeah. weeks. That's a good one in two weeks. And by the way, that's probably going to be a noon game because Fox has rights and they're going to make it a noon game. Which one? The Iowa game. Uh, like, uh, Indiana just got announced for it's uh, it's seven thirty. Yeah, yeah, it's a seven thirty game. Yeah, yep. So you guys, yeah, yeah, we'll get in there. All right, let's recap the games real quick before we get our our, our buddy CJ on here. So here we go, Brandon. We got Notre Dame versus Wisconsin. Notre Dame won forty-one to thirteen. This was a close game. I was about to say it, the, the 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 score didn't really. I mean, it yeah. looks bad, but it was close to like midway to the third there. Graham Mertz, Wisconsin quarterback, four interceptions. Remember, I talked about him, four-star kid. He's struggling. You did say and that then, last week. You didn't like him. Yeah, and then against Penn State, he threw two. But I went with the job of quarterback. You can't do, turn the ball over. You can't have six interceptions in two games, the two <laughs> biggest games of the year. And that's horrible. I mean, it's tough. <laughs> but uh, Wisconsin's struggling. They couldn't run the ball, um, you know, and so, like, they're struggling. Now, Notre Dame can't run the ball. It was, like, the lowest – it was, like, the lowest output of, of running I think they've had in a win in a long time, like something crazy. Like, these stats, man, I tell you, I, I get these stats sometimes. I look at them, and they, they just blow me away. Uh, Notre Dame became the first team since at least 2000 to win a game by at least 28 points with fewer than 10 yards rushing. That's unbelievable. They ran for three yards with sacks. <laughs> that is crazy. That with sacks. So think about how crazy that is, right? Yeah. You know, nice. and so Notre Dame can't run the ball, but they play playing great defense. They got the safety. He's going to go first round pick in the, in the draft. He's unreal. And so Graham Mertz threw those four picks, and then and 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 those scores are you know that's not indicative, but no, yeah, Notre Dame. You know they keep pulling it out, man. So we'll see. We'll see about Notre Dame. I'm still a little skeptical on them, but like that's a heck of a win for them. At least, you know, at least they beat Wisconsin. They can run the table. They can. All right. Here, let's bring in CJ. Oh, what up? What up? How are you, man? I'm I am tired, but I am well. <laughs> uh, okay. Long weekend. Long weekend. You went to the Penn State game, huh? Yeah, I left right from uh the uh, Cocalico game, I drove straight up to my soon-to-be sister-in-law's cabin up in Spring Mills, I believe, which is like 20 minutes from the stadium. Got there at about 12.45, and, wow. you know, my kids are already there. They woke me up at about 6 a.m. They, you know, they, they don't need sleep. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then me and my brother and his fiance and my big man, Eduardo, uh, went to the game. We left around... 9 30 we were in the parking lot tailgating for maybe a half hour we were, i was walking around the stadium we got to see the band uh it was a great time you know i'm uh, I, I drove about six hours today because i had to drive them back to fairfax which was three and a half hours and then i came back here um but i'm i'm ready I'm ready to do this <laughs> okay we definitely uh appreciate you jumping on man this has been a long heck day yeah. For you. heck yeah yeah that's crazy it's, no, no. it's a so we're right in the middle of breaking down the game. So we had Notre Dame with Notre Dame beat Wisconsin. So we just went over that. The next game we're going to go over real quick is Michigan State versus Nebraska. And uh, it's telling B this is this is this crazy stat uh, that I found, uh, CJ. This is a crazy stat. Michigan State forced overtime against Nebraska without picking up a single first down in the second half. 
They didn't pick up a single first down. The only way they forced overtime, they were down 20 to 13, is they returned a punt for, for a touchdown, and then they, they kicked the field goal in overtime, and they won. They, didn't have a, they had 13 yards in the, in the fourth quarter, and they won a game. Isn't that crazy? 13 yards in the second half. So I was surprised. I was surprised that, I mean, I not overly surprised because I thought going into that game, the Spartans were for real the way they uh, stomped on the Hurricanes the week before. Um, and I just thought Nebraska with Scott Frost, they were dead man walking, just, you know, playing out the string. So even so early in the season, but I should have, you know, I mean, there's a lot of parody. I really think the outside, you know, obviously you have Alabama and, you know, maybe a few other teams that will separate themselves, but um, I, I was surprised that Nebraska was able to even take them to overtime. I thought that would be a route, but yeah, we, we started the show and I talked about how cyclical college is, how, how, how sports is. I, you know, I really believe that it goes in cycles and teams go up and down. Yeah. And absolutely. what I said was, Oh, uh, I'll tell you the stat is there are six ranked teams lost on Saturday. That's giving us 25 through four weeks. We've had 25 ranked teams lose already. It's the most in the AP here era since 1936. Why so is Clemson even ranked right now? They're, they're terrible. Why is Clemson even ranked? They don't deserve a ranking. They're, they're well, it, it, you know what the rankings come down to is reputation. Yeah. It, it, it really does. It's a reputation base. And, you know, even though they lost Lawrence, like I thought, remember they lost Deshaun Watson? I was like, oh, Clemson's going to come back. And they didn't, you know, because they had Lawrence in the wing and they won another national championship. But, like, they're bad. Their offensive line stinks. DJ is struggling at quarterback. Like, they can't move the ball at all. And their defense is good, but their defense is exhausted because they're on the field too much. So, Clemson's not good at all right now. Like, Clemson looks like a 7-5 and five team, honestly. Yeah, what I've noticed about them, I think it was Herb Street brought it up in their, in their game when they were playing Georgia, is that the difference with DJ, I'm not going to even try to pronounce his last name. Oh, I just say DJ. Yeah, now DJ's, you know, he's got the big arm, but what he's missing that Lawrence Watson, even going back to Taj Boyd had, it was like this, you know, they, they, Clemson loves the run, especially inside the red zone. They love to run those QB keepers, QB draws, and that doesn't seem to be his, his uh, strong set at this point. And I think they're really missing that. Herb Street brought it up week one when they battled Georgia and that defensive struggle. And, you know, it doesn't, I mean, it, it seems to be really hurting him right now. He's got, he's got the. Well, and, and their own line is, is bad. Yeah. Uh, you know, I remember uh, when Ohio State played in the playoff, it's a lot of the same linemen, and, and Ohio State dominated them up front. And their D line, Ohio State's D line is a little down. They're not what they were. And so they dominated them in the playoff. And then, you know, I noticed that in the Georgia game, they dominated. And I expected that Georgia's good, but like every game I've watched them, their own line just can't get a push. And they can't run the ball. See that and an inexperienced quarterback who's struggling, who isn't the best runner. It, yeah, it for sure. So, all right. All right so, next one we're going to go over quick. Oh, do you got any comments? Be on Michigan State, Nebraska. We already hit on that a little bit. Yeah, I already touched on it for the most part. Okay. Next one. Here you go, B. Get your opinion on your Wolverines. You think it's like the greatest job ever in the history of the earth? It's uh, Rutgers. They beat Rutgers 20 to 13. Their offense kind of sputtered. They didn't really like Rutgers kind of dominated the second half, but they were able to get the win. What do you think, B? Are you a believer in the the fighting Jim Harbaugh's? You know, I want I think college football is better when Michigan's good. Uh they didn't look great this past weekend, but nobody looks great every week, and they still got the win, even even like, even playing bad. In the past, this is a game Michigan would have got upset at. They the played Harbaugh them in era. they went to overtime, like triple overtime last year. Yeah, barely beat Rutgers. 
Yeah, so like so. in the past, I think this is a hardball type loss, but they're getting better. They're getting better. But shout out to the uh, young kid Aaron Young from Coatesville who had a, a touchdown that game from uh, for uh, Rutgers. He's a good player. He is. He's going to be good. He has he has scholarship offers to go everywhere, and he chose to go to Rutgers because his brother was there. But he could have been in any, any top program in the country. CJ, what'd you think of that game? I, I mean, I thought, you know, from the first half, how, how it was playing out, I thought I was pissed because I thought Michigan was going to run away with it. And back in my mind, I'm like, damn it, does Harbaugh really have a quarterback now? And are they are they really back? And they still may be. But then the second half, like you said, Rutgers, you know, really outplayed them. And, you know, I, I think they're a much improved team um, overall. Shiano's doing great things there. He's going to win there. He's the only person I can ever remember winning there. Um but yeah, no, I mean, both teams are good. They're both going to go. I don't, I don't know. I don't know a lot about the Big Ten, honestly. Like who's, who's what? I mean, even I'll get to Penn State here later on. But in terms of who's the best right now, I mean, I'm not even sold on Iowa yet, to be honest with you. Well, I, I, yeah, Iowa's offense is not very good, and they can't run the ball. Right. They, they struggled this week against Colorado uh, State, and like, like they're just not. You know, they could play good defense. They got a heck of a defense, but. They, can't really run the ball and like they've struggled at times. So like they have not been as dominant as you would think. Now I, I would been on the record. B knows I've been on the record here. Michigan plays Wisconsin. Now I thought Michigan, Wisconsin would be better. Michigan, I mean, Wisconsin, their Man, quarterback stinks right now. I mean, he threw six picks in their two best game. You can't do that. You can't throw two, six picks. I mean, just hit four interceptions. Uh, Graham Mertz of Wisconsin. So, I said to B, I said, he said, when will you believe Michigan's real? I said, Mich- I'll believe Michigan is real if they go into Wisconsin and play a good game and have a chance to win. If they do that next week, I'll say Michigan's real. I'm not believing it till then because they got outgamed by Rutgers. I know Rutgers improved, but but I, I'm still not a big believer that that, that they're they're at the elite level of the Big Ten East, in my opinion. But But if they go there and they beat Wisconsin, I'll be like, all right, Jimmy, you're good. You 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 you've got you slayed that dragon because the last two years Wisconsin's beat the daylights out of Michigan. Once at Wisconsin, once at Michigan, they've killed them. So let's see what Michigan does this week when they play Wisconsin. Is McNamara a freshman, like a true freshman? No, he played last year. Okay, I was going to say. Yeah, no. yeah, Kate McNamara. I think he's been around for a couple of years. They got a star behind him named JJ McCarthy, five star okay. kid from Illinois. That you know, I didn't know he's played some in mop up duty. He's a stud. So, like, eventually the, they might go to him if McNamara struggles. Like, I, you know, and they might make that move sooner than later. I'm not sure when they will, but this kid's supposed to be the real deal. I wonder, like, I was just thinking that about just watching McNamara in the first half yesterday, even just a few games in for his Michigan career, is he the best quarterback Harbaugh's had, which is, you know, it's not saying a lot, but, like, I remember watching Harbaugh year one when he had Jake Ruddock. I think that was his name year one up until this year was his best quarterback. And it's really been a struggle. It's really been. Oh, well, yeah. He came in. It's supposed to be a quarterback whisper and he hasn't developed anybody. He's developed no good quarterbacks. He's gotten top recruits and they've all fizzled on him. Like he hasn't done any, like, Oh, I'm Jim Harbaugh's great quarterback guru. I'm like, really? Who have you developed? Who's been good in college? Right. Uh, none of them. So give him, time, like, give him time, give him time, man. Give him time. He's been there seven years, eight years. That's a microwave eight, era. What do you want? 20 years, 30 years to develop a quarterback? That's normally how 
you know, college coaches should be able to work. We we should have coaches stay longer than the average little four or five it's years. It's Michigan. It's not Pop Warner football. It's the University of Michigan. That's all right. He can stay there. Hey, Jim Harbaugh can stay there the next 10 years. I don't care. It doesn't <laughs> scare me. Oh, boy. So, hey, so McNamara, you know, was 9 of 16 for 163 yards. Very pedestrian. All right. They did get the win. Um, but, you know, I mean, Rutgers had 352 yards. Michigan had 275. But they got the win. You know, that's all that matters. You're getting the win and moving on. I don't know what happened with Wisconsin. That I mean, I really thought they would – take care of business against Notre Dame. And I was going into that game. I was obviously dead wrong. And Mertz, all I kept hearing about all off season, it was, he, he was Wisconsin's best quarterback since Russell Wilson, which as you know, was a pretty high comparison and he's been awful. Well, he, he was a highly recruited kid, like a higher state offer him. A lot of big programs offered him. Yeah. They could have and, Jack Cohn. And, it was and he turned him down to go there. And then Jack Cohn left and he went to Notre Dame and Jack Cohn's probably a better quarterback. Yeah, and, and then they can't run the ball like they used to. Like Wisconsin's, like they're going to run their, their their system. They can't run the ball like they used to. That's the other problem. And so, like they're just very the last two years. And I I, was, I gave them a pass last year, and but like the last two years they've been very average, and just they just haven't been where like Paul Chris has done a nice job, but like last two years they just have not been very good, you know. Right. And like they only ran the ball. Like, I got it right here. They only ran the ball. This is Wisconsin. They run the ball at people. They ran the ball for 74 yards against against Notre Dame. You can't win. You can't beat Notre Dame when you rush for 74 yards. You got to be able to – especially when that's your identity. Oh, yeah. by the way, B, did you see your your row the boat guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Bowling Green beat him. What the heck happened to row the boat, Minnesota? Oh, man, that was a bad one. That was a bad one for him. Are they missing that Ibrahim kid that much? The kid who was tearing up your Buckeyes until he got hurt? <laughs> yeah, he was tearing them up. I don't know, man. I, mean, I, I don't I, – you can't lose to Bowling Green. Bowling Green's not even a good Mac school. You lose a good Mac school, <laughs> I'll give you a little pass. They're not even a good they – like, they're, they're like horrible in the Mac. Maybe they're – maybe it's their year. I don't know. It's a bad loss for a Big Ten team to lose to Bowling Green. It's a bad it's, loss. A weird weekend, honestly, in the Big Ten overall. I mean, Indiana squeaked by the Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky. You know, <laughs> I was you know, beat you at the Penn State game too. That was a somewhat of a weird struggle in the first half, at least offensively. <laughs> I, I was my eight year old was wanting to leave, and I'm getting annoyed with that. But then I'm I'm also like annoyed with the offense of Penn State and Clifford just sitting in the pocket like he runs a five six forty. I'm weird weird overall weekend for the Big Ten. I thought. Oh, so let me ask you this. That 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 piggybacks into my my to our you know the thing about Penn State is they couldn't really run the ball that great either. They haven't run it all season. I mean they, yeah. they didn't look good. Noah Kane was supposed to come back healthy and I for all I mean I think he's healthy. I don't know if he got hurt in this game. He only had one carry, and then they went with the 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 Lovett kid, the transfer from Baylor, who looks like their best back right now. I thought he would be their fourth running back coming into the season. Yeah, it's yeah. been it's been it's been rough. I think I, I was sitting next to some people. I was in the recruit section, so there was a bunch of coaches and stuff. But we were just talking about how Nicholas Singleton has a chance to come up there and really play next year. No, yeah. None of them running backs are really standing out right now, and they're struggling. No, they, they really all are. That I mean, I, I like Kayvon Lee a lot last year, and his footwork is terrible. We can't, I mean, 
he's struggling. Devin Ford's lost in the shuffle. I mean, they're 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 their whole offensive line's kind of been disappointing to me, honestly. I, I mean, Villanova. I mean, they look like the '85 Bears in their front seven for <laughs> for a half. I mean, they couldn't run with the. the well, the, well, okay. So let me ask you that: What is so? I did look up, up this. You know, yards per play is a good indicator of where you are on offense. It's hard with pace of play sometimes because when teams go fast, they tempo up. So right now, going into it, you want to guess at 122 teams, what do you think Penn State ranks yards per play in the nation on offense? Uh, 89th. They're 46th. Okay. Not, four, not great. So yeah. 4-0, though. Not 3-1. I'm just right, saying. Yeah. Right. Ohio State's <laughs> number one. I just want to say Ohio State's number one. Anyways. So let me ask this. I think it's back to my question. Okay, my question is, what do you think the biggest concern is with Penn State going forward? You think it's the run game? You think it's the offense? I think their defense is solid. It's really good. What do you think? You think it's the run game? You think it's offense in general? You think it's Clifford? What do you think the biggest concern is? I mean, after the Auburn game, I, I would have definitely said the the run game because the way Clifford played against Auburn, he was lights out. I was, you know, saying to my, to my dad and, you know, this is the – I mean, this new offense coordinator is doing wonders for Clifford, but watching – the first half of that game until my eight-year-old cried his way out of the second half and we left. Uh, he was, I mean, he wasn't taking off and running. And when he was, he was indecisive. He was sitting in the pocket. I still say my biggest concern is the interior of the offensive line. The tackles are, they should be better. They haven't played Rashid Walker. Their left tackle was supposed to be a first round draft pick has not played like a first round pick. Caden Wallace on the right side is solid, but their, their interior is, really getting pushed around like Nova was in the backfield a lot. And then, honestly, Penn state, you know, they, they didn't have like a lot of good sustained, sustained drives and a lot of big plays, you know, cause they got guys that can run for days. Um, yeah. I would say my biggest concern is the, the interior of their offensive line getting beat up front. Okay. So to be fair, I did look up their defense, the defensive yards per play is 12th in the nation. So they're a defensive heavy team. You know, you're talking about on offense they're solid, not flashy. On defense, they're, they're 12th in, in yards per play. Yeah, defensively, they've, they've been outstanding. I mean, I've noticed with Brent Pry, I think he's been with Franklin all eight eight years. I know he hasn't been the coordinator all eight or nine years that Franklin's been there, but his defense have generally, except for last year, been good. They just have mental lapses where they're, they're pitching a shutout and they'll give up a 70-yard touchdown strike, um, blown coverage, things like that. I haven't noticed that yet this year. They – they seem lights out on every phase. I mean, the one part of the defense that does concern me is, look, I mean, I, I mean, what all kind of what Auburn did. I don't know why they didn't do more of that. You know, run, you know, just pushing them around, especially in between the tackles. I mean, that that PJ Mustafer is a nice player, but you know, outside of him, I, I don't have. A yeah, lot Auburn of, got away from the run game. They, you know, they ran that stupid trick play. They should have ran it more. I think they would have ran it more. They might have had a better chance to win. So. Right, right. Yeah, that would be my biggest concern, if any, for their defense. Other, I mean, but they're coming along. I mean, Brandon Smith looks like uh, the next Micah Parsons, you know, linebacker you. Um, Ellis Brooks is, you know, he's played there for four years. Nobody ever talks about him. He's he's darn good. Um, their corners are healthy again. Joey Porter's son is an excellent player. Castro Fields will get drafted. He's finally healthy. Um, and Jaquan Brisker. How about them having two safeties, both from Lackawanna starting? Him and Jair Brown. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That's crazy. That would, that would never happen under the Joe Paterno era. No, Paterno would, you know, put them at like offensive guard or something. You know, that's what he would do. You know. <laughs> All right, B, go ask your homework question. 
Well, wait, wait, wait. You were, you were uh, laughing over there when he said linebacker you, and I don't know what, why. Because like <laughs> it, it, like it's more like, what have you besides Michael Parsons, who's been great in the last twenty years of linebacker? Lavar Arrington, like, like, like Alabama, LSU, they produce just as good or better linebackers. Come on. Come on, man. We are nationally known as linebacker you from the eighties, not like two thousands. What do you mean? We had a couple of them. We had, we had Dan Connor. Navarro Bowman. Navarro Bowman. Uh, Paul Poslesny played 10 years in the NFL. Yeah, Paul was my – I mean, these guys are old. They're done. Neighbor. They're done out of the league. Oh, my goodness. This Fine. Is... Give them wide receiver you then. That's, I mean, Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin, K.J. Hamler, Jahan Ooh. Dotson next year. We also had Sean Lee recently. Sean Lee just, just, just we gotta came get some out. other. You, next week, my friend's coming on. At least he's a Notre Dame fan. All these Penn State homers. Are hear that. He's a Notre oh, Dame fan. Ask your sure. homer question. Well, I mean, after and you came to the game yesterday and you saw one hundred and five thousand in the in the in the crowd against oh Villanova. Here we go. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, Ohio State can't put those numbers up, but uh, they just did. They said has had like. 100,000 hey, people question. all the time. So. Probably my question. 105,000 in the stadium against Villanova. Is Penn State the best show in college football? Atmosphere-wise. Bunch of homers talking about it. Come on. Come on, Patrick. Give it to him. Give it to him. <laughs> I'll just say, it's a Give great... It you know he's right. Okay, Come on. All I'm saying is Andy Staples Athletic says he goes nothing against the whiteout. The whiteout's Tremendous. Here we go. He said it's the swamp at Florida is just as good, and LSU is just as good. Clemson's just as good. He said any of those top schools. I, I'll be honest with you. I'm an Ohio State fan. Ohio State. I'll tell you this: the horseshoe is not as intimidating as Penn State. The way the sound goes, and Ohio State fans are so damn fickle, they don't cheer as much as they should. So I, I, I'll tell you. I think Penn State probably got the best in the Big Ten, but in college football, I think it's close. Like people have told me, LSU is unreal. Florida, the swamp is unreal. Clemson's is unreal. So I don't know. I think that they're all pretty good. I'm just saying, student section wise, packed house. We shut down the state whenever we play. Is it the best? Is it the best atmosphere in college? How can you even? Okay, let me back up. How can you ask that question if you've never been to other ones to, to compare? He doesn't need to. He already knows. I mean, like, not, how yeah. do you know that? <laughs> like, have you guys ever been to other ones? I've been to a bunch of places. I haven't been to Florida. I haven't been to LSU. I haven't been to any one of those. You, so you can't say that. Like, what kind of biased question is that? I'm, I'm asking a question. You're supposed to ask. Well, go ahead, go ahead, CJ. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> you know, I've been, I was at I was at the Harvard Yale tailgate ten years ago. I mean, not for the game, but for the tailgate. That was pretty wild too. That's that's all I got. I haven't been to like out west or anything like that. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying it's just a great atmosphere to go watch football in. It's not a bad seat in the house, really. I mean, I've never been up top. You're right on top of the game. Uh, I don't know. It's just a good atmosphere. So how real, CJ, do you think Penn State is this season? I mean, if you would have asked me that a week ago, I would have said, <laughs> you know, 100%, you know, bring on. I mean, I, you know, I'm still nervous about the schedule. and But after yesterday, you know, they're, they're a pretty good team. They're pretty good. I'm really happy with where they're at. I, I love what Franklin had to say after the game. You know, they didn't have a great week of practice. It's kind of a letdown game and a little bit of a trap game with Indiana coming up. Um, that being said, I think they're for real, but they could still not just, you know, they have Iowa, Ohio State, 
Michigan, but they also have Maryland looks pretty legit. They got to go to Michigan State. They got to go to Michigan State. They got to go to Ohio State. They got to go to Iowa. That's tough. I mean, every week is a battle. I think they'll be okay this week. Indiana seems a hair down, and I know Penn State's going to be still. I'm still. You guys are beating Indiana. Indiana's not that good. Yeah, but after that, I mean, their schedule is really. There's no like even Rutgers isn't a layup this year. I mean, I think we have Illinois in the schedule. They're they're not quite there yet. They will be in a year or two with Belmont. Mark my words on that. He's going to do well there. But uh, there's no. I mean, the whole Big Ten East. I don't. I mean, I I don't think anybody stinks right now. Maybe I'll find out in a couple weeks, but. We'll know. We'll see. The Big Ten is loaded right now with coaches. Like I think Shiano's going to get Rutgers going. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lockley is is he got Maryland headed in the right direction already. Mel Tucker seems to be implementing his thing at with the Spartans. Yeah, I, I, was... I, I definitely think the coaching is better for sure. Yeah, and, and you still got like Iowa Ferentz who's who's been there forever. You know. Um, but yeah, I, I think the East has gotten better. I think Loxley's done a solid job. And I agree. I think Shiano's done a solid job. You know, I don't know if they're ready to compete for Big Ten East titles, but I think that they're getting better. Like they should be bowl teams this year at least. Yeah, well, your guys are leaving it wide open, so we'll be ready. Well, we'll see. We'll see. All right, here we go. We're gonna get into no more Penn State homer questions here. <laughs> you know, so why not? Here go. Come on. <laughs> okay, so we're, here's my top ten. So I, I made a top ten. I'm gonna tell you. And you tell me what you guys what you think. I'll give you the first four, and then we'll go from there. So here we go. Here's, here's how I rank the teams. Bama one, Georgia two. I don't think there's much debate there. Oregon, I did move them up to three. They're still undefeated, playing well. I put your boys, Penn State at four. Your boys, Penn State at, at four. And then uh, Oklahoma, I put at five. What do you guys think? I Personally, I, I think Oregon – is legit. I, I, I was looking at this before, and I, I'm again. It's so early, but I want to put them at number two over Georgia. I'm not. I'm that sold on them. Maybe. Wow. Maybe I'm not going was, there, man. That Georgia defense is nasty. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. But again, I mean, how good is Clemson right now? That's what I mean. Like, I think they're so outside of Alabama. Even that, they don't. They they could have lost to Florida. They got pushed around there a little bit. I mean, up there's a lot of parity, not just in the Big Ten, but all over, it seems like. I mean, that that Georgia defense is probably the best in the nation, but how good does that win against Clemson look now? True, true. Okay. Outside, and, go ahead, Brandon. Go ahead. No, uh, I was – I mean, I like Oregon too. Uh, I'll leave it alone because it's Pat with a homer. <laughs> but there's only – I put Penn State to four. What could you argue about? There's only one team in that – Top five that beat two ranked teams already. Whoa, whoa, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Penn State's the only one in there to beat two ranked teams so far. I don't know. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wisconsin. No, no, that's incorrect. Incorrect information. Bama beat Florida and Miami. Miami was ranked at the time. Oh, God. Miami? Are we serious? <laughs> you were ranked. <laughs> I love Miami, but come on. Okay, okay, so so the Wisconsin loss win doesn't count because Wisconsin's not even ranked. Now, right now, so that's what I'm saying. You got you got to give them credit for who was ranked at the time. You beat Wisconsin and they were ranked. Now they're not ranked. Well, I wouldn't put Penn State one. I would put them two. 
Okay, guys, I'm going to forever change our name to the Penn State Homer podcast. Here. Yeah, baby, we'll get more hits. We'll get more followers, man. We'll get go. more followers. We'll get it up to 200 followers hope, on Twitter. If I just, that. You know, you know, I kind of hope you guys make the playoffs and you guys get steamrolled in the playoffs. And I'm going to sit here and I'll get my popcorn and I'll just laugh when you guys get steamrolled in the playoffs. Listen, man, don't, don't, you don't have to do that. You don't have to make this thing a personal jab. Who did Georgia beat? They beat a Clemson team who was top 10 ranked at the time. Clemson is 500. Okay. I'm just saying, you know, they also look really, really good. And Bama beat Florida. They went on the road. I, I mean, they were in the swamp one. and they beat them in the swamp, which isn't easy. I didn't say Penn State would be number one. I just said two. You just said two. Yeah. All right. All right. All right, Homer. Let's five. move on. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. So I got Oklahoma five. I don't feel great about it, but they're still undefeated. I still think they could get it together. I got Cincinnati, Luke Fickle, six. Now they play Notre Dame coming up. So that 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 will, you know, they play Notre Dame. This week, I think, or the following yep. week. 330. 2-3 yeah. or 3 3. I think it's a weird start time. They play Notre Dame. Then I got Notre Dame seven. Then I got Iowa eight. I got Florida. They got an impressive win. Uh, and you know, they bid they beat Tennessee. Not a great win, but they, they just got it rolling still. And then I got Ohio State at 10. Go ahead. What do you guys got? What I would have, I mean, I don't have much of a problem. I just Watching Oklahoma these last couple of weeks. I mean, yesterday the fans were chanting for the backup to over over Rattler. I would have Oklahoma out of the top ten right now. I know they're undefeated, but I mean, they beat a West Virginia team that got kind of you know kind of walked all over. I know there. they don't look great. That's for sure. You know, yeah. I mean, so I, I, I kept them there, but they don't look great for sure. Go ahead, B. I will put Notre Dame over to Cincinnati. We'll see this weekend. We will. So that'll be a fun one. There's no need to debate there. And I don't know why you have Ohio State in over Texas A&M. Texas A&M, uh, they lost last week to, to Arkansas. I think that uh, they haven't really looked impressive. They went on the road to Colorado, and they barely won. And then, you know, Colorado got beat by your row the boat guy. And so I don't, I'm not really impressed with Texas A&M. Now they're on their back of quarterback. So I put Ohio State at 10. You know, you could argue them out. Ooh, we'll see about Ohio State. As you know, the, the AP has them at 11, so I think that's about fair where Ohio State should be. All right, I think that's a little homer in you, but we'll take it. 10, it's not like I put them at like two, like some people would. You would put and I mean, you would put Ohio State as high as you possibly could <laughs> without looking crazy. No, I had Ohio State out last week, I was mad at them. They're still <laughs> mad at them. They're still fighting on the sidelines, man. They're kicking the linebackers. Oh, the kid got kicked off the team. Pope got kicked off the team. For fighting? What's going on there? What happened? I missed that one. Uh, so, so Kayvon Pope is like a backup linebacker. He hasn't played a lot, and he rotated in some passing situations. He got an argument with Day and the linebackers coach and, and like, stormed off the field and then went on, on Twitter and said, F, F Ohio State and all this. And so Deleted it, though. Deleted he deleted it, it but who, I don't care. He's kicked off the team, so. Wow, I mean, that's really working with the kid, huh? <laughs> oh, okay, all right, here we go. <laughs> oh, okay, all right, there we go, okay, but yeah. I'll try to be tough. I mean, you can sell your merchandise and get fake tattoos and, and f- for free, 
but then you want to kick somebody off the team. Uh, okay, let's not even go up. there. We're going on almost an hour here, B. Okay? <laughs> in the, in the, the Penn State Homer TV uh, radio show here, okay? Podcast, all right? Oh, boy. The 717 website, baby. Put it up. Yes, sir. Okay, all right. So here we go. So this is where I can embarrass B because B, you just can't, you, you're not on my level yet with this, all right? So the picks last week, okay? We're going over our picks now. Rudon, okay? So here's the picks last week. So I had, it was Notre Dame versus Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin was favored by five and a half. We both got it right, B. Nice job, buddy. <laughs> both got it right, okay? Um, but then, and then the, the, so we both had, we both thought, Notre Dame would cover and win. We got that right. The second game was Nebraska at Michigan State. So Nebraska at Michigan State. And the spread was Michigan State by three and a half. We both got it wrong because Michigan State only won by three. That was close, three and a half. So that was a close one. But then the one where you got wrong is uh, the spread was 18 and a half in Michigan Rutgers. They only won 20 and 7 and 13. So I got it right off the spread. Now we both had Michigan winning, but I got the spread right because I thought Rutgers would keep it close. So that was a that was a bad number spread anyway. 18. You thought they cover it though. You should have said not not to cover. I just didn't you know. I just wanted to go against you. Go ahead. Next week we're gonna have our 717 sports gambling expert, Chad Clark. He's gonna come on and, and explain some of his gambling stuff. So, yeah, I, I mean, what's up? I need to know. He's good. Like this guy, like he's a gambler, man. Chad Clark, 717 Sports. Uh, he's going to listen to this. He loves the podcast, by the way. He's a friend of the show, so he can't wait to come on. All right, here we go. You ready? You ready, CJ? Let's see what, how do you this. do. Maybe, and, and maybe if you do better, we'll kick Brandon off and have you go on. Uh, <laughs> We're going to change Wider's top three Big Ten <laughs> games with the spread. The spread is the key. Can you pick it? Here we go. Indiana at the greatest college football atmosphere ever, Penn State. Okay. Penn State is favored by nine. I am. I'll go first. I'm picking Penn State. I pick Penn State PSU to win and cover. Indiana stinks. I'm not a fan. Uh, Penix is. He was short last year. He was short at the goal line. He was short. I was a touchdown. Count it. Touchdown. Okay. So I got Penn State covering and winning. What say you two? Go I got Penn State covering by a couple touchdowns. I know they're fired up about it. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous about every game. You know, I'm, I'm all in for this season, and I love, I love what Franklin is doing there. I, I think it's a defensive battle for the first half. Um, Indiana will get a few breaks, but I still say Penn State wins 27 to 10. Ooh. All right. Uh, Penn State made me a little nervous this week, and, and I don't know. I know college football coaches get paid a lot of money to do their job. So if there's a flaw in the mix, I'm, I know Indiana saw it, and they're probably going to try to duplicate it if they have enough players as Villanova has at least. I don't know. It makes me nervous. I'm going Penn State win, but don't cover. Whoa, B-Way. Penn State wants a close one. win, but not cover. Okay. All right, here we go. Ohio State at Rutgers. Ohio State's favored by 17. 17. Go ahead, B. You go first. I don't want to go first. <laughs> yeah, right. No chance they cover. Uh, I'm hoping for an Ohio State loss, but I'll take Ohio State with the win, but not covering. I'll take Ohio State. They don't cover. They win, win by 10. 
Okay. All right. I got a zag from you guys. Ohio State wins and covers. There you go. Because let me talk a second. I feel good. They made a bunch of defensive scheme changes. I don't know. It's hard to do in the middle of the year. So that defense does stink. But they also are playing some different guys. So they got some other guys, younger guys they, they've been rotating in. First time since 1944, they started two, four true freshmen. Four true freshmen for, on Saturday. So they're, go, they're young, and, and they got some real talented kids that are finally playing. So I'm excited. I think they win and they cover. They put it together this week. I think they went 42, like 20. Is Stroud going to be healthy? I don't know. McCord looks pretty good, though. McCord, McCord looked good. McCord looked good. Uh, the PA guy should be wearing the, the blue and white, but he chose otherwise. So he'll be transferring about a year I, or two I, anyway. I, I don't know if CJ is going to play or not. It depends on his shoulder. Uh, I don't know. So I, I think Stroud probably keeps the job. McCord looked good, but, you know, I think CJ is probably going to keep the job. So we'll see. Um, anyways, but yeah, I think Ohio state wins and covers. So I got, I got, I pick OSU to win and cover. I'm zagging from you guys zigging. Okay. Here we go. Last one. Michigan, Michigan, that, that school up North. I like to say that that school that thinks they're good at football. Sometimes they're at Wisconsin. CJ, we'll have CJ go first. What do you got? It's one and a half. Wisconsin's favored by one and a half. So it's they're a, really it's favored by one and a half. They're I'll at home. It. No, Michigan. <laughs> Winning oh, cover? That's easy. That's easy. <laughs> yeah, you think no. they're going to win and cover? Yes, absolutely. I, yeah. I mean, it's one and a half. So if they win, they cover. Yeah. Like, how is, how is Wisconsin a favorite over anybody outside of Millersville at this point? <laughs> okay. All right. Go ahead, B. Yeah, uh, where's that at Wisconsin? Oh, not at Wisconsin. Uh, I think this is the year that Hardball makes a name for himself and stands up tall as an elite coach in the Big Ten, as we all know he is, but he hasn't proven yet. So, I'm taking this as a statement win for Hardball. Uh, take Michigan, and I'll take Michigan covering. I'm going to zag for you guys. Michigan's going to lose. Wisconsin's going to be fired up after losing to Notre Dame. They're going to come up with a great game plan. They're going to beat Michigan. I'm telling you, they, they lost two games already. They're not going to lose a third. They're not going to lose a third like that. They're, they're going to come out and have a great game plan. You put a Wisconsin team with their backs behind the wall. I'm not a believer in Michigan. Let's see. Hey, if they come back next week, Sunday, be when we're on here, they come back and prove me wrong. I will admit Michigan's real deal. We ain't going nowhere. We'll be here. <laughs> uh, and, I, and 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 we can't wait for you to you know say you're wrong. In, <laughs> in your you know seventy years existence here. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> well, you added some years there, pal. <laughs> when have oh, you ever? <laughs> when have you ever been a Michigan uh, believer? When did you ever believe in Michigan? They had some good. They had some good team. When, when I was a kid, they. You guys don't realize when I was a kid they dominated our butts. Oh, uh, their butt, like they dominated us. I remember yeah. those days. That's but, but the funniest one ever was uh Urban's last year. Everybody's like, Oh, Michigan's like, this is a revenge tour, this is a revenge tour. And they were favored to beat Ohio State in the horseshoe, and Ohio State put 62 on them and beat them. So, you know, and Urban went seven and zero against them. So no, we'll see. I'd rather believe it until they do it. And then, and then, and then ran to the Jaguars. Hope you're having a lot of fun there. 
Did Trevor Lawrence really throw seven interceptions today? I'm just getting caught up on everything. Not seven. Is it just seven total then? Maybe I read I read that. I didn't read seven the seven total. Yeah, he they're they're all struggling. Like the, the kid at the Wilson kid at yeah, the, with Jets. the Jets. Fields look slow. I mean, slower than I thought today. I mean, that's a bad well, offensive. Oh line my god. The, the, well, the, you know, I watched that entire game because I'm a Browns fan, but um they had what was the stat? They had uh, I gotta find the stat for you. They had 51 total yards today with sacks taken away. Holy and it, it, the old line didn't have a chance. They had your, your boy Peter. Wasn't Peters with the Eagles all those no, years? He's, yeah, he's a he's a whole <coughs> done. He's a Hall of Famer, but like his last few years, he was playing on reputation with the Eagles. Like last year, he came back because um, like they, you know, he wasn't gonna come in. Then Delar got Billard got hurt in preseason. He asked for more money, even though he's got more money than you know got Jesus Christ himself. And he, and he was awful last year. He was playing on ice skates last year. As soon as I saw he signed with the Bears, I said, all right, I hope Fields doesn't play right away because he's going to get murdered. Well, and like, you know, you know, he's going against Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett, so the Browns had nine sacks, and Miles Garrett had four and a half. Four and a half. Did Clowney have any? Clowney had one. Everybody had one. Everybody had one. I mean, you get nine. They had 47 yards of total offense. Wow. And it, 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 all the sacks weren't on the offensive line. It was Fields. He's holding, he's holding, he's holding, he's holding. He's yeah. Holding. And, like, he really struggled today. It's my guy, but, man, he looked Oh, awful. yeah. I, I've been a fan of his, too. I, he I held just, it forever. And he I just, mean, everybody on ESPN radio was like, oh, just play him now, play him now. And I, and I'm just thinking, even before they signed Peters, I knew their offensive line was bad. I'm like, all right, you want to throw him out there and have him get killed every week like he did today? That's on you. Yeah, right. well, uh, and Nagy, I trust because he's a seven-one-seven guy. And I'm central. Yeah. All right. So, so I will tell you this. I know it's a big football podcast, but I had an argument with a friend of mine about playing rookie quarterbacks, and I ran the numbers since so 2016, 17, 18, 19 class. So four straight quarterback classes. What I came up with the ones that I thought were successful. Fifty-seven percent were not successful the rookie year. Forty-three percent were successful, and the ones successful were like. Dak was good year one. Wentz was actually good year one. Watson was. was good year one. Lamar was good year one. Baker was good year one. Kyler was good year one. Burrow was good year one. And Herbert was good year one. But you're talking about Tua struggled. Hurts. Daniel Jones still struggles. Haskins wasn't good. Dar- Darnold struggled. Josh Allen struggled. You know, Trubisky wasn't good. Kaiser, the Browns, golf. You know, you know, there's just. It hurts. It, it, I thought Hurts played all right. I don't know. I mean, I guess that's a toss up, but I don't know. He had like nine turnovers or something like that when he played last year. Yeah, it wasn't, he wasn't playing with the best. I mean, yeah, okay. Okay. You can say struggle, I guess. But, but, but I'll say this it's hard to always judge him because of the team around him, too. I mean, like the Jaguars stink. And the Jets, I mean, stink. I mean, a lot of those names you threw out, too. Like, I, I, I've always been a fan of Darnold. He's just been in a crappy situation. Now he's with. The Panthers now again. McCaffrey has to stay healthy, but the, he looks pretty good. You know, you, I mean, I think we're in a, you know, we want to see instant success society, especially with quarterbacks, because you see a Joe Burrow and a Justin Herbert come in and they're amazing. It doesn't always work like that. You remember Eli Manning, how bad he was. You know, well, most I mean, of his pa- career Peyton wasn't great either. <laughs> What's that? Peyton wasn't great either. Yeah, and so I mean, like all those names, like you know, I mean, I, don't I, think... mean, I mean, Josh Allen stunk. And yeah. he's probably like he's really he's good. Awesome now. Yeah. Yeah. Josh Allen stunk and, and he, you know, so anyways, right, we gotta wrap this up. All right, guys. Thank you, CJ. Thank you for thanks for being the guest. Absolutely. Okay. 
So we your Dallas town for me this week, as long as there's no. no yeah, I think that's a good news. one for you. Awesome. I'll uh, reach out tomorrow. And I'll use Columbia Octorera as the backup. But looking and I'll see you Wednesday. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait. Parma, Atlantisville. Yes. Ten minutes from my house. All right, sweet. I'll see you, buddy. All right, thanks, guys. Yep, see ya. Do that. We got to wrap up the show, but we can't have another Penn State homer on here, so we got to wrap it up. So, all right, I want to say CJ, man, check out his stuff. He does a great job for us at Seven One Seven Sports. Check it out, um, and keep hey, keep watching, keep checking everything, guys, out. Seven One Seven Sports Media. We got a ton of stuff out there. What any final parting shots, or Coach Way? No, man, I'm I'm excited how the season's going. We're in week five here. Uh, once you know, it's it's. It's about to get real, real here. Now we're going to see teams playing in conference and uh, might see some upsets and things of that nature. So I'm excited about the future. Make sure you keep on keeping on with uh, 717 Sports Media online. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or follow the website, 717sportsmedia.com, where you can see all the great content, including this podcast, along with our news articles throughout the week and things of that nature. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Take care and we'll see you next week after another exciting games in the Big Ten, uh, Big Ten and around college football. We are. Go Bucks. <laughs>